Breaking news, Senate Republicans blocking a bill that includes billions of dollars in aid for Israel and Ukraine, despite dire warnings from the administration that U.S. funding for Ukraine will run out in a matter of weeks. President Biden tonight also warning, quote, we can't let Putin win. Republicans are insisting that any foreign aid to Ukraine has to be linked to major policy changes at the U.S. southern border, even those who are very for helping Ukraine right now willing to let it go. Uh, in exchange for that. Manu Raju is out front on Capitol Hill. So, Manu, does this really mean, I mean, and this is a really crucial thing, you're almost two years into a war where Putin has lost hundreds of thousands, you've got casualties that the United States could be literally about to walk away from. I mean, it would be an incredibly important moment in history. Does this really mean that U.S. to Ukraine, aid to Ukraine right now really could be over? Absolutely. In fact, that is the real fear in the Capitol right now, that there is no path to getting Ukraine aid approved, and with it, Israel aid stuck as well amid this partisan battle over immigration, an issue not tied to Ukraine and Israel, but one in which Republicans are using as leverage to try to get changes to the border policies to tighten restrictions on how migrants can come across the southern border among the, amid this surge on the southern border and demanding these tighter border policies. Democrats say those provisions are just a step too far, far more than they are willing to accept. Republicans say they will not accept any sort of watered-down approach to dealing with immigration, an intractable issue and one that Republicans and Democrats have failed to agree on for decades. So the fear is that Given the, the Republican insistence that something needs to be done on the border, the Democratic resistance to going anywhere near where the Republicans are going, that, that this ultimately will lead to the collapse of Ukraine aid. And complicating matters, too, is that there is still staunch demands among this new Speaker of the House to ensure that there is no watered-down version of immigration policy included as part of this deal. And Johnson himself has called for each of these pieces in the emergency aid package, such as Israel and Ukraine, to be approved individually. Democrats and the White House want it to be all tied together, but first they need to agree on the policy, and they are nowhere near getting a deal on the policy, Aaron. So the concern is that Congress may leave for the holidays without aiding Ukraine, and even as the White House warns that aid is needed now, otherwise they'll be kneecapped in its war against Russia. Aaron. It's absolutely incredible development. Manu, thank you very much. And the threat the threat of pulling U.S. aid to Ukraine could not come at a worse time in the war against Russia. Fred Plykin is out front. Ukrainian forces desperately trying to hold the line against waves of Russian attacks. Avdivka on the eastern front has become the epicenter of Vladimir Putin's brutal invasion of Ukraine. Frontline troops speaking to CNN say they can withstand the onslaught, but only if they continue to get weapons from the U.S. Of course, we won't back down, the soldier says, but we really won't win without the support from the United States. Gains are hard to come by in the harsh Eastern European winter. Nearly all front lines are static, even though tough battles are ongoing. Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, visiting a command post, imploring his forces to keep fighting on. I beg you to win, to be strong. Don't waste your initiative, Zelensky said.
But Ukraine's president is also dealing with the increasingly grim results of Russia's attacks, visiting a children's hospital treating amputees and a military clinic where Zelensky thanked battle-scarred soldiers for their service on Ukraine's Armed Forces Day. Victory is ahead, he said. And what else? Could there be an alternative? We all know there can't. But despite massive battlefield losses, the Russians aren't backing down. And as the U.S. tries to isolate Vladimir Putin internationally, some of America's most important allies in the Middle East are rolling out the red carpet for the Russian leader. Both Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates have not sanctioned Russia over the war in Ukraine and remain important partners for the Kremlin on the world's oil and gas markets. Today, thanks to your position, our relations have reached an unprecedented high level, Putin said in the UAE. Putin's message to the U.S. and its allies, Russia will not be isolated. Even under heavy sanctions, his economy is afloat and his war chest filled to continue his assault against Ukraine. And Aaron, for the first time, the U.S. is now charging four Russian soldiers in absentia for war crimes against a U.S. citizen living in Ukraine. An indictment unsealed today accuses the four Russians of illegally detaining and torturing the American when they invaded the town of Milova in southern Ukraine in April of last year. Aaron? All right, Fred, thank you very much.